0: welcome to another episode of the christian coach podcast so excited for you joining us today my name is jim good and i'm joined with my co-host chad simpson what's going on chad
1: hey jim man it's uh it's football season and uh right in the middle of fall gearing up um but super excited but who's uh who's your team real fast
0: oh real fast um die hard black and gold man so pittsburgh steelers it's a little bit of a struggle this year, but I'm a die-hard fan. I'm also excited for Liberty. Liberty's doing great.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah, Gian, our, the other guy helping with our podcast, Gian was at one of these games beating BYU, and um, for me, I, I grew up near Champaign, Illinois, so this has been one one out of 20 type of year that they got uh, got things moving in the right direction. Um, but. Right. Man, college football, speaking of college football, tell us a little bit about our guest today, man.
0: Uh, We got a stud, Chad. Mike Blunk is an absolute beast. Uh, Former high school uh, football player, played at Auburn on the national championship team in 2010 with uh, Cam Newton, and then played a year or two in the league. But, man, he's got such a heart for young people. Um, You're going to hear a little bit more about his story Uh, An incredible testimony the involvement of his brother. Um, Man, his morning routine. I know, Chad, that spoke to you. But you are going to love listening to Mike Blunk. He is the FCA uh, Regional Director down in Dade County on the campus of uh, University of Miami. He's the football chaplain. And what an incredible man, incredible conversation. Humbled he took the time to be with us. 100%.
1: 100%. And uh, you guys are going to love this episode. It really spoke to me. Um, really really tune in at the end to what it takes for him to be overflowing, um, to, to just spread Jesus' love throughout uh, his his family and his ministry everywhere that he goes, um, but so much about his journey, his testimony to Christ, uh, you guys are just going to love this and we, we don't want to waste any more time. So let's just get into this episode right now.
0: I am so excited to introduce our guest. We have on the show Mike Blunk. Mike, how are you today?
2: I'm doing fantastic, man. It's a beautiful morning down here in Miami.
0: Yes, sir. Love our South Florida connection, man. I'm so excited for you joining the show. I'm excited for our listeners to know more about you. So uh, our first question, Mike, is we ask our guests, it's our power question. uh, What does it mean to you to be a Christian coach? Or I could ask, you know, what's the value or the importance of a Christian coach?
2: You know what? Um, it's funny. We just did a Bible study. So every Friday um, I have this opportunity to lead a Bible study with our coaches. Hmm. And we were going through the greatest commandment. You remember in the book of Matthew when Jesus was challenged, like, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus said, it's the Shema, you know, to love the Lord, thy hmm. God with all our heart with all our soul and with all our mind. And so one of the points that we talked about is, you know, the Jewish people, they see in the heart as the center, the the innermost being of every man. And so if God is at the center of who you are, your heart, that means also the things that are near and dear to your heart, God will be in those places as well. And so we talked about family. We talked about um, wife, kids. We talked about coaching. You know, if, if, if God, if you truly love God with all your heart and coaching is a calling that God has called you into and, 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 and that's near and dear to your heart, then how do you incorporate God into your coaching mm-hmm. philosophy and how you handle your kids and also other coaches? And so um, to be a Christian coach, it's incorporating God in anything and everything that I do. And that's especially my coaching. And so a lot of guys gave really, really good examples of how they incorporate God in their coaching. Um, One guy starts off his meetings with a devotion. Mm -hmm. Um, Another guy says that, you know, I just let our players know that my faith is important Mm -hmm. and that um, I pray that is important to them as well. And so again, to be a Christian coach means um, finding ways, unique ways to incorporate God um in your coaching and in your coaching philosophy
0: so good and I love your perspective it, it's a different perspective because you, currently you're not coaching necessarily a a team or a group of individuals on the you know high school college level but you are you're coaching the coaches on a spiritual level again Mike yes. is um, you know, the chaplain down at the University of Miami. He's an area director with FCA and Fellowship of Christian Athletes. So you're coaching life, and I love that analogy and just hearing your perspective. Uh, take us back, Mike. Uh, growing up, man, where'd you grow up? Uh, what was it like uh, being an eight-year-old, nine-year-old uh, little boy running around, man? So, man,
2: I grew up in Pompano Beach, Florida, born and raised. And um, I, is I, last night We had our FCA meeting, our FCA huddle, and I shared my testimony with our students Mm. and my testimony is that I grew up in a very rough neighborhood. I'm the youngest out of five brothers and sisters. Uh, my dad was a drug dealer. And um, just growing up, I was just on a very troubled path. I mean, in elementary school, I was fighting. I was in gang violence. Um, in middle school, it got worse. Um, I was you know, in gang violence, fighting. And actually, in middle school, I started selling drugs. Mm. and um, it wasn't until I got into the eighth grade that my oldest brother Dave um, he started going to a church uh, Calvary Chapel Fort Lauderdale which is my Mm. home church and um, Dave was like just try to stand God with me Mike and at that time I I believed a God existed but I didn't know the whole correlation between Jesus God and Holy Spirit and so um, I started going to church with Dave and at that time I mean like I didn't have a relationship with my mom cuz I was just this bad kid. My dad wasn't around mm. cuz him and my mom got divorced. And so um I was like, man, like let me just try this church thing out because everything in my life was in shambles at that time. And so when I went to church and I'm I'm sure when I was in church I was probably and I'm just being honest with you guys. I probably mm. I'm probably sitting in church like high or whatever like mm. that and 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 the pastor at the time was this white pastor and I'm like man this dude don't know nothing about nothing like you you can't relate to me and the pastor like yes I don't know but he was sharing his testimony and how he was from Vegas and how he was on drugs and how he was on this and this and that and how God redeemed him and saved wow. him And for me I mean I was sitting in my seat as an eighth grader just with tears in my eyes and he wow. was like if you leave here today do you know for a fact that you'll go to heaven? And I was like, I know I'm not going to heaven. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time at that point that I heard the gospel that God so loved the world that he gave his son wow. Jesus Christ to die on a cross with me, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting mm-hmm. life. I heard that gospel, man, and I was boo-hoo crying. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, Lord, I don't know what it looks like to follow you. But today I want to make a commitment to follow you. And in that in that point in eighth grade, I made a decision to follow Jesus Christ and made him my Lord. And I said, Lord, I'm going to just try every single day to honor you, to serve you, to follow you. And it was a great journey and it's still a great journey. I got into high school, started playing football, basketball, track. Um, I, I started going to church three times a week. Wednesdays, Saturdays, Sundays, Sundays. I was serving in the youth ministry. I was just doing anything and everything that I could do to stay grounded and stay around God and his people. And God just, he, he started to bless me academically, athletically, socially, everything. And it was just a commitment to follow him and trust in the finished work of his son, Jesus Christ on the cross for me.
0: Awesome testimony, dude. Powerful, man. Thanks for sharing that. That is amazing. And I think of your older brother just just looking out for you and investing in you. I'm the oldest brother of three, and there's something about you know that responsibility of being an older brother. And I'm I'm grateful your older brother said let's let's get you to church. And so as you think about you mean, probably your older brother, maybe being one of your mentors. Growing up and looking back and even now, who are some mentors in your life and maybe even lessons they've taught you? Man,
2: so the mentors in my life. So number one, my brother, he played a big impact in my life. When I got to high school, my high school football coach, his name is Greg Menace at Deerfield Beach mm-hmm. High School. He was a big mentor because Greg Menace, growing up, I didn't have a lot of positive male role models in my life. In yeah. um, my neighborhood, you had a bunch of guys that that sold drugs and honestly growing up the drug dealers they're like the they're like the heroes you know they're like the people you looked up to because they had money they flashed money they had cars but when I got to high school my head football coach was the assistant principal and every day I would see this guy show up with a suit and a tie and mm-hmm. um he was a black man and um it was the first black man that I've seen in a professional setting that carried himself with um, just this prestige, and he was a man of God. And every single day, he would allow a chaplain to be around our football program. This chaplain's name is Pastor Bowles. He was a local pastor. And Coach Menace, he never really threw around scripture or anything like that, but he would always say, the same respect you guys give me, I need you to give the Pastor Bowles.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
2: he just showed, like, faith is important. because this guy is a part of our program. He is important. And so coach Menace, he played a big impact in my life. And then Pastor Bowes played a huge impact in my life because he was a guy that he played D1 football. He Mm -hmm. played D1 football, but he was a pastor. And I really, like, I valued that. And because... He did something that I wanted to do. Same thing with my coach. He was a division one athlete and they both did things that I only dreamed of wanting to do is to play, you know, college football at the highest level. And so those men were huge impacts in my life. And um, as I got to college, then my chaplain at Auburn University, still a mentor to this day. And I could say from all these guys, the biggest lessons that I've been able to receive and learn from them was to really just see their lives. Um, Coach Menace, he, was, he would bring his kids around practice. He would bring his wife around practice. And from Coach Menace, I learned that family is important. With Pastor Bowles, I learned that um, just being passionate because he would come and he would do our chapel and be around the team and he wasn't getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. He just was there being a light. And I'm in my mind, I'm like, this guy could be with his family, spend the time with them, but he was sacrificing that time to be on our football program and with our team and being there with us. And so I just learned with Pastor Bowl about just being a, being a light
1: mm-hmm. and with
2: mm-hmm. Chet Williams, um, our, my chaplain at Auburn uh, from him, I would say I learned uh, the ministry of availability mm-hmm. Um, because he was full time. He was with, the team every single day and he always made himself available you can go to his office anything that you wanted to i would go in there and just have one-on-one bible studies and he would sit and teach me scripture and so for me i learned that you know being present and being available is one of the greatest assets that you can have as a man
0: i love that i love those lessons you're able to share and thinking back and i know I know Mike personally, and I know you're doing that, and you've learned those lessons, and now you are, you know, sharing those lessons with the athletes you get to come in contact with. And just to piggyback that ministry of availability, man, I'm learning in my life, too, the ministry of presence you know just sure. being there that is so good. Again, we're talking to Mike Blunk. He's the area director down in Dade County with Fellowship of Christian Athletes. He is the chaplain of the Miami Hurricanes football team. You mentioned a little bit Mike about, you know, playing at the high level and looking at your resume, I know you played at Auburn. So, share with our listeners a little bit about that experience coming out of playing high school uh, football down here in South Florida, which we have some incredible athletes in the Deerfield, Pompano area, and then going to Auburn and being part of that national championship team, 2010, correct?
2: Yeah, 2010.
0: All right, undefeated season with Cam Newton. So just share with us a little bit, maybe some memories, some stories that you got being recruited, maybe playing with Auburn, just a little bit of football background there.
2: Well, you know what? Um, so, like I said about my testimony, um, in high school I was going to church three times a week. I was serving as a as a youth pastor, and um, one of the things that really led my direction to Auburn was my faith. Hmm. Um, no one in my family has ever been to college. Um, I'm the first one, so not only am I do I have this opportunity to go to college, but I'm being highly recruited by all these major universities. I'm talking about you have head coaches pulling up in nice cars in your driveway, coming in your living room with suit and ties on and telling your mom that we want your son. So it was something like we, I've never experienced it. My family's never seen anything like it before. And when it came to down to choosing a school, I really didn't know what to look for because I didn't know like you know what i mean like everybody's telling you what you want to hear right. it's kind of like you're on that date and you know you you, you know you're on the, you with the girl you you imp- you want to impress her so you get the car clean you got this on you got that on and so every 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 visit was pulling out the red carpet yeah but um yeah. me being a, a me being a christian I said, Lord, whatever school I go to, I want to make sure that I can continue to follow you, that I can continue to serve you, and that I can continue to be a light for you. And so when I took my visit to Auburn, Auburn, out of all the places that I visited, was the, was the only school that introduced me to their chaplain. Wow. And then their chaplain told me about the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Well, at that time, I, didn't, I knew nothing about FCA. I didn't know what I'm my like, FCA, what does that mean? What does it stand for? But all I knew was that at Auburn, they had an organization and a person that I could talk to that could help me grow in my spiritual walk. And that would be willing to do Bible studies and different things like that. And then he also explained how with FCA, the athletes would go to like elementary schools and share the gospel and do mission trips. And so for me, I was like, this is a no brainer. Like, I'm like, God, all these schools, only one is talking about you. And so that's really why wow. I chose Auburn was my faith led me there. And who who would think, like, you know, more <laughs> than 10 years later, that I would be doing what it's I'm what doing. you're doing, Everybody, right?
0: Exactly. It's what I'm
2: doing. And and it's funny because when I went there, that wasn't my intention. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking like, hey, someday I'm become a chaplain. Like when I seen right. our chaplain right. and what he did. I'm like, good for you. You know, you yeah. found a nice little cool yep. thing. That's a really cool thing you got there. But, you know, my mind was like, I want to go to the league. You know, maybe yeah. I'm going to glorify God in the NFL and play 20 plus years. But God had different plans. Yeah. And I was just talking to um, a young lady last night after our FCA meeting. And she was just talking about, man, it's hard when you make decisions. How do you know if it's the right decision? Just as that. And the one thing I told her, I said, you know what? Um, When you make decisions, just always lead first with God, Mm -hmm. you know, make sure that when you make decisions that you make decisions based off if God is going to be there, if God is going to be in the midst of that situation, if God is going to help direct you. I said, because if you always lead first with God, you'll always end up where God wants you and needs you to be. When I led first with God deciding to go to Auburn I wasn't thinking like, hey, I'm going to be a chaplain someday. I just knew that when I, if I go there, that I can grow and that I can have a foundation that I can continue to build on. And then years later, I'm doing what I'm doing right now. You know what I mean?
0: His ways are higher than ours, aren't they? Always. Man.
2: Always. Always yes. higher than ours. So when I got to Auburn, I got involved with FCA. That's amazing. I was amazing. active. I was in it by the time my senior year came around i was a i was a um student president of fca mm-hmm. and uh, my senior year which is 2010 i had an opportunity to lead our first mission trip we did a mission trip to the dominican republic oh, it wow. was my myself and about 19 other football players um cam newton was on that trip nick Fairley was on it was a, it was an fca trip and, and our chaplain he led the whole thing and people always ask, like, how were you guys able to put together that unbelievable season? And I tell them it was that mission trip hmm. because that hmm, mission wow. trip, we took that mission trip right before we went into fall camp.
0: Okay.
1: And
2: so literally we did the mission trip. And I mean, like four days later, we started, you know, tour days. But wow. that mission trip, it ignited us yeah like we came back with a certain type of focus a certain type of mentality that god blessed us Mm. and that god Mm. has done great and amazing thing in us and through us and that we have an opportunity to glorify him on this field with our gifts and our talents and so that's a that's a little snippet of how we won that national championship
0: and i'm sure the connection serving over there in the dr you guys just got closer as a team closer to God. And it's just awesome to hear that testimony of then God even rewarding you and your faithfulness and your service. So good. We are supporters. We are promoters of mission trips. We've talked about it on this podcast. We encourage coaches. So again, you're hearing this theme here, the power of mission trips and getting out of our comfort zone. So man, I'm so glad you shared that, Mike. And I love what you said, lead first with God. Man, that's great advice, not just for these young kids, but us as adults as well, man. Yeah. Lead first with God. So thanks for sharing yeah. that. Um, let's do this. Let's let's pivot a little bit. You are now serving in your fourth year, if I'm correct, fifth year with uh, the chaplain down at Miami. Is that correct?
2: So this is year five for me going on six.
0: Okay. Year five going on six. Explain a little bit about your role with being the chaplain, maybe- Your role with FCA, um, you know, share as much or as little as you like day to day projects, operations, what you're sharing, maybe with the team. We talked off air, you know, Miami's coming out of a bye week. Uh, Pretty good timing. They're getting ready to start uh, ACC play as they finish up and just kind of where you're at, what you're doing, if that role is the chaplain.
2: Yeah, so, um, you know, so first I'm, you know, I'm an area director and campus director here. So I oversee all ministry on campus at University mm-hmm. of Miami. And so, um, you know, I also help out with our women's basketball team. I help out with our men's and women's track team. Um, we have ministry with our men's and women's um, t- tennis team as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a huge campus huddle that meets every Wednesday night at 730. That's for any athlete any athlete can come to that so we have baseball players that come to that um swim and dive we have soccer we have basketball we have football and so you have a lot of a big melting pot of different athletes that come to our fca meeting and um our meetings i'm primarily the one that preaches and teaches the word there but um I also allow in a few local pastors to come in because our heart and desire is to connect our students to the local body, to the local church. Mm -hmm. Um, We have kids that come from all different, you know, states and places and communities. And we want to make sure that we can properly align them with churches that Mm -hmm. we trust and that we have a relationship with so that they can continue to build their, their spiritual journey. And but on Wednesday nights, they have us on Monday nights, my wife and another and one of our FCA staffers, they lead a big, big, big women's Bible study group Mm -hmm. on campus. And that's every uh, Monday night at 730. Okay. Uh, When it comes to football, I do chapel with our football program every Friday. So tomorrow we'll have chapel um, in the evening time after dinner. Um, That's been a a really, really great opportunity that I get a chance to point to our players and coaches mm-hmm. every every Friday morning, tomorrow morning. Um, I have an opportunity to also do a coach's Bible study. Oh, so wow. I do a coach's oh, wow. Bible study with a, with a bunch of our coaches like the it's crazy. The first one we did. I mean, it was so many guys. We had dudes sitting on the ground. Wow. That it was just a room that packed. Yeah. But our, our coaches are hungry for the word of God. Mm-hmm. And so that's been a really, really, really cool joy. And after I do that coach's Bible study on Friday, um, I've now I just started doing another Bible study with other coaches that's outside of football and for Um, Just staff, like people that work, whether in operations or academic or whatever, if you want to come to this Bible study and I provide coffee, Mm. um, free food. um, Sometimes it's Starbucks sandwiches. Sometimes it's, you know, we're in Miami, so Mm. sometimes it's empanadas, you know, like, you know, whatever it is that we can get but um on a day-to-day basis um i kind of make my rounds um and number one every day i'm with our football team
1: mm-hmm. i'm at
2: every practice i'm at meetings i'm at workouts I'm, I'm, that's the ministry of, of availability and presence mm-hmm. as we talked about yeah. but outside of that i attend some other practices like track and field and, and basketball so that i can also be present there as well but it's funny um the ministry that actually happens is not the scheduled ministry, you know, like the Bible studies are on schedule. The, the meetings are on schedule, but it's the, it's the not scheduled meeting yeah. is that where yeah. a lot of ministry happened where I'm just walking through the hallways and I'm asking the guy like, Hey, how's everything going? And then he just breaks down and just say, man, I just need, I need somebody to talk to the other day. I was with um one of our academic staff um individuals and, um, I just was asking her, how's everything going? How's this going? And she was like, I'm just in a rough place. Mm-hmm. And we just started talking. I gave her scripture and she texted me later, like, thank you so much for your presence, your mm-hmm. encouragement. And so my role is simply to serve anywhere and everywhere possible.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, anywhere I can just lay hands on people, give them a, a word of encouragement, um, everything that 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 entails into that. And And yeah. again, a lot yeah. of it is not, scheduled things is is things that happen sporadically it's things that happen just sitting eating lunch or breakfast or after a workout and 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 then guys like i just need to talk to you and so that's why i call it the ministry of availability just being there for our coaches our staff and these
0: athletes so good, Mike. So good. I know our listeners are now gonna start falling in love with the University of Miami down here. Just yes, a, yes, you yes. are your testimony, man. You're a leader, you're a role model. I'm proud of you. I'm proud to yes. know you, proud to be your friend, man. Excited that yeah. you're sharing this. And it's obvious God has had his hand on your life, man. That, just hearing your story from you know being that eighth-grade boy and how he really just used those tough situations to get you to a place to get you to Calvary, to get you to into that relationship. And then he had something big for you. And it's funny, thinking back, I'll share with our listeners, when I was the athletic director at a Christian school in Pompano, I tried to hire Mike as our football coach. Yeah. And I was yeah. close, man. I was trying to wine yeah. and dine this guy, and he was close. Yeah. But you know what? God had something bigger. And I think just a few weeks later, Mark Rick was coming down from Georgia, and he hired yeah. you as the chaplain. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, so yep, good. Yep. So yep. good. I appreciate you sharing yep. that ministry of presence availability. That is so good. Um, let me ask you this, Mike, or share this. Jason Romano was a guest on our podcast. Jason was formerly with ESPN and he does um, with the ministry sports spectrum. So he's written some books. He's, he does a podcast and he, he asked his guest, you know, Who's filling you up or what's filling you up? You're the type of guy you are pouring into athletes, coaches daily, and you shared that, your schedule. So I got to ask you, Mike, who's filling you up? Who's filling your cup up or what's filling you up so that you can pour out and be effective at what you do?
2: Well, for me, man, I have um, a daily routine where I get up at four o'clock in the morning and the first thing. yeah, every morning I get up at four and I don't get up because I got to be somewhere at the next hour. Um, I get up so that I can spend time with God. Mm-hmm. Um, when I get up at four, um, the first thing I do, um, I sit and I pray. Mm-hmm. Um, I read scripture. And then after I sit and pray, I read scripture. I go work out for about an hour. And while I work out, I'm listening to mm-hmm. Pray, I'm listening to Maverick City. I'm listening to Donnie McClurkin. and I'm listening to Kurt Franklin. I'm listening to Hillsong. I'm listening. Like there's times I'm running on a treadmill and I just start crying because I'm worshiping God yeah. and I'm just praising God. And it's funny, our coaches, I've shared this with them about like making sure you start your morning off listening to gospel music, reading the word and sitting in prayer. And so if they ever, so on Fridays and Saturdays, I come up here and work out. But other days I work out at a gym near my home so that when I'm done, I could be able to drop my daughter off to daycare and see my family. But um, anyways, one of the coaches made a joke. They see me running with my hands up and say, like, look at look, look Mike, praising God, whatever. And so what I do is, um, so number one, I get up and I sit in silence. I sit, I pray. I read my word. Then when I start my workout, I start listening to my worship music. And then I go from worship music to the uh, the second half of my workout, I start listening to sermons. Hmm. And so I'm listening to Tony Evans. I'm listening Hmm. to John MacArthur, Chip Ingram, T.D. Jakes. Um, I'm listening to other, other men that's pouring into me. And I listen to sermons for about another 30, 40 minutes. And then after I do all that, I finally go back home and I go with my wife and um, before my wife and I, so my wife, since she works here, we carpool. And the biggest blessing with that is that before she goes to work, um, I have the opportunity to sit in a car and pray with her. Yeah, We pray together every single morning mm-hmm. and I pray over her. And sometimes she prays over me. And that's just another spot of me filling up my cup. And then we drop the baby off. And then before I come to this building, I'll stop again, and I'll say another prayer mm-hmm. over the whole building, over the coaches, over everyone. And so for me personally, um, that routine, it leaves my cup overflowing. Mm-hmm. Um, before I come into the building, before I come into this space, like I'm just I'm just gushing with Jesus. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and and I, and, and I tell yeah. our coaches like. The reason why that's so important is because you can't give what you haven't received.
0: That's right.
2: Um, I, I can't give you anything that I haven't first received from God. Um, I can't give you a message that I haven't first spoken to, spoken to me first. Yeah, and so um, you know, and, and I say, guys, you want your cup to be so full. So you ever have a full cup and you're walking and it's like pouring over, yeah. And you know, if someone's next to you, you may pour a little bit on them. I said, "That's what I want. I want yeah. my, I yeah. want my cup to be running over. Yeah. That if you're yeah. just next to me, that a little bit's gonna pour on you, and that little bit that pours on you, that's Jesus. You feel yeah. me? And it's so, so to answer the question, what fills me up is is that routine right yeah. there, that that habit and that routine. And I also have men that um, I speak to, like Jerry Beverly. He's one of the FCA directors here in Miami, and me and him, we meet daily. Yeah. and we yeah. sit and we pray together, we talk to each other. and then weekly I have a we have our Miami staff that we jump on a call and we meet again. Mm-hmm. Then bi-weekly we have um, our all the state of Florida FCA staff that we meet, we get on a call, we pray, we worship and we get together with each other. And then monthly, I have another, zoom call with a bunch of chaplains that we meet and we pray together then i have another monthly meeting with a bunch of other chaplains that's just on campus at university of miami where we pray and we meet together and so outside of like you know just my personal time i have a lot of men and women that i can confine in and and, and pray with and they pour into me and i pour into them and so
0: answer a question. That that is gold. That is gold, my friend, listening to your disciplines. And I see why you wake up at four o'clock, man. I see it. (laughs) And I'll tell you what, you inspire me. I I changed my habits and I'm I'm 5 a.m., not quite four, but I can relate to the exercise, working out spiritually, working out physically. And uh, like I said, you are inspiring. I love it. I'm a fan of you. Man, this has been great. Again, we're with Mike Blunk, Area Director with FCA um, Chaplain at University of Miami, specifically with football. But as you heard, so many other things involved in down at that campus we're getting ready to close up Mike here's what I like to do and this has been awesome I I feel like I could spend another hour with you but I'm going to give you a rapid fire as we close up here I got a minute and you just tell me first thing that comes to your mind it sometimes it's your favorite something uh just comes to your mind really quick all right you ready Rapid fire. here we go all right favorite snack or junk food
2: Gummy Bears.
0: Nice. Favorite restaurant?
2: Uh, I like Havana Harry's that's down the street.
0: Okay. Favorite sport to play?
2: Basketball.
0: Nice. Favorite sport to watch? Definitely football. All right. Would you rather have a car, sports car, or a truck? Truck. Okay. Beach house or cabin in the woods? Oh, man, ooh. <laughs> I am gonna do for me is the cabins in the
2: wood. But if I'm going to, since I, you know, I got to make sure my wife is happy. It's going to be
0: a house. <laughs> Go with the beach house. Good man. Go with the beach house. Favorite ice cream.
2: Oh, cookies and cream.
0: Oh, nice. Favorite cereal. Fruity Pebbles. Ooh, favorite <laughs> Bible verse.
2: Oh, man. John 316, of oh, course. Beautiful. That's the whole gospel right there
0: yes, sir and last but not least what is one word you would want others to describe you as authentic Ooh, that's good be real yeah you are real my friend you are authentic yeah. this has been incredible uh thank you so much for spending time with us we always end in prayer mike so i want to do that with you is there something specific i can pray for
2: My wife's pregnant, like I told you earlier, with our second child. She's going on seven months and it's been a little bit tough on her. And, um, you know, she's at that, you know, when you're pregnant, you don't feel pretty. You don't feel Mm -hmm. this. You don't feel that. Yeah. And so um, and I've been encouraging her and my prayer, I would say to um give me wisdom on how to encourage her how to motivate her Mm. how to be there for her Mm. in this time because you know i'm working she's working we're both super busy but how can i make time to be there for her so that she knows and feels loved? because a lot of times in our mind we have this way of how we can help our wives feel loved, but it may not be the same thing in her mind you know
0: Yep. so just
2: how can i help her to feel
0: loved so good well let's do this let's close in prayer huh
2: well, hold on, Jim. How, how can I pray for you, brother? Because before we close, but oh. I just want to say thank you for this opportunity, man. Thank you for everything that you've done um, since I've known you back in Pompano Beach, man. You have been mm-hmm. a light in that community. Um, all of my cousins and friends, they all remember, you mm-hmm. know, doing the open gym. Yeah. And, and that open gym that you used to do at, at Highlands Christian, man, it blessed so many guys. Mm-hmm. It planted seeds in the lives of so many guys. Um, I'm just so proud to see what you're doing, how you're doing it. Uh, you are glowing and on mm-hmm. fire for the Lord, my brother. And I am just very thankful to have this opportunity to speak on this podcast. Awesome. And um, most yeah. importantly, I'm very thankful to have you as a brother, yeah. as a friend And to just lock arms and do ministry with you out here in this mission field. So
0: I want to know how I
2: can pray for you, too.
0: Thank you. Iron sharpens iron, baby. Iron sharpens iron. I appreciate those kind words. Uh, Appreciate you saying that. And just my ministry now with Nations of Coaches. It's a a transition. And uh, God just has uh, big plans for this ministry. So I'm humbled, grateful that I get to serve with nations. Let's do this, Mike. Let's pray. Thanks for asking that, too, by the way. I appreciate that. Let's close in prayer, buddy. Just pray. God, thanks so much for who you are. Thank you for an incredible conversation with Mike. Thank you for how you've had his, your hand on his life and how you brought him to a saving knowledge of you and now how he is serving and pouring into the lives of these students at uh, the University of Miami and how you're using him to um, impact these coaches, these athletes for you. Thank you for his family. Pray for his wife, Lord. Pray for the birth of their new, um, second child, Lord, and just uh, for wisdom for Mike as a husband, as a dad, that he'll provide encouragement. He'll, he'll be there. His, he mentioned the ministry of presence and availability, not just for um, you know, those we serve in the workplace, but for our families. And thank you for the relationship we have with each other. Thank you for yeah. what he's doing down here in South Florida, God, thank you for this podcast, a platform we can use to impact coaches, to serve coaches, so they can lead more like Jesus. Uh, Give us a great rest of the day. Again, we thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: And Father God, real quick, I just want to pray over Jim, Lord, thank you for his friendship and thank you for his heart, Lord. Thank you that he shines so bright for you, Lord Jesus. I pray that you would just continue to add to his plate, Lord. I pray that you continue to anoint his head, Lord. I pray you continue to bless this ministry that he's in now, Lord, and bless his family, Lord. Keep them fresh, keep them full, Lord. Keep them well, Lord. And Lord, I pray that you keep him thriving and doing all that you've set before him, lord set a hedge of protection around him but most importantly his family lord so that they can continue to serve you and honor you lord
1: we pray these things in jesus christ's name amen
0: amen
1: amen amen wow well this uh this was a special episode and all of our uh recordings this is the first time that somebody has bounced back and asked to pray for us um and so just Thankful, And that just really shows his heart. And you can hear from his very first answer. He was talking about uh, the Shema and love the Lord your God with all your heart. And that's the center of what, what we do. Um, and I think for every coach to think like, man, we, we have a heart for people. We have a heart for sports and uh, just putting that underneath uh, our heart for the Lord. Um, but uh, just unique. For his journey, um, uh, the FCA guy at Auburn to help recruit him to Auburn and for him now to flip the circle and now being that FCA chaplain, practicing the the presence uh, there at practices and on that campus. Uh, unbelievable. This, this really uh, was an impactful, impactful uh, conversation for me to listen to.
0: Yeah, you're right, Chad. And, and when he did turn and ask, what well, can I pray for you? I, I was kind of like, what? Whoa! It was just, it shows his heart, his connection with uh, his Heavenly Father's connection with people. Like I said, Mike is just a stud. Uh, I love his story. I appreciate him taking the time to be with us, making a major impact and dent on that campus down at uh, UM. I love hearing about his trip to the DR, that missions trip. And we've talked about it on this podcast before, just the importance of missions trips and serving. And there's no doubt as they went into that undefeated season that the seeds were being planted, watered there in the DR, serving together, um, focusing on, you know, probably the the mission down there and what God was calling them to do. So again, another beautiful conversation. Love the opportunity we have to hear how God is just preparing these men, these women to, um, you know, make an impact and build the kingdom.
1: For sure. And I think just for the coach reflecting um the a big takeaway is is if you're listening to this you probably want to impact your students your family your community for christ and just the intentionality that that mike has and what time he wakes up uh what he does first second third you know um i think that's just a huge reminder that if we do want to um impart this faith, then we we need to um, be diligent just to feast on on God and, and let him be our treasure first. And so uh, I appreciate Mike just being vulnerable to share what he does to kind of get his heart right every day to go out into the world and and just shine bright for Jesus. So um thankful, thankful for this one. Jim love, love the the interview that that you brought. Um and just yeah if you guys could help share this word of mouth, pass it around to any coach that would be encouraged. Um, That would help us and uh, be a huge gift to us. Um, But we close out every episode the same and uh, just want you to remember, coach, that the mission field is right where you're at.